guys, welcome to another episode of Culture Sports. Yes, this week I am alone. Lamont will not be on this episode due to um, personal reasons. So I'll be holding it down for him. And before we start this episode, guys, please you know, follow his podcast. It's called Culture Talks, which we talk about you know individual stuff that happened around the world, entertainment, sports, personal stuff. So definitely check out that podcast and where you get all your podcasts, Culture Talks. And before we start this, guys, please hit that subscribe button to be part, part of the culture game. And also hit that bell, you know, when you get notifications where we... I drop you no know, new videos for uh, sports, anime, movies, TV. So really appreciate it. So before I start, you know, diving into football, sports, anything in general, right now, I want to talk about what happened this past last week. Uh, a passing of Demarius Thomas, who was one of the all-time great Broncos receivers. It sucks, you know. He's such 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 a young man. You know, he's two years older than me. And when I read the news, I was like, don't sound like Demarius Thomas. What the hell? And I don't want to talk about it. What happened? But I'm going to talk about the good things that happened with uh, Demarius Thomas. We all know him for the infamous catch in the playoffs with the Pittsburgh Steelers when he caught that slant and just beat nobody. He kind of put Troy Palomar, nobody. He just blew off the entire defense and, you know, scored a game-winning touchdown with, you know, quarterback back then, Tim Tebow. But after that, once Peyton Manning signed with the Broncos in 2013, 2012, Demarius Thomas' game elevated to easily, you know, one of the best receivers of the past, you know, five years where we can all agree that, Demarius Thomas can, because we all can consider him the greatest wide receiver screen catcher of all time. Every time he caught that screen, he is going to the house with it. Um, I started following the Broncos a lot when Peyton Manning left the Colts. Also, the Colts team when Andrew Luck was there, but I also follow Peyton Manning because he's one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. So I was like, man, let me follow the Broncos more. And it's like Demarius Thomas became Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne for Peyton Manning. He got him the ball all the time, and we can never forget when that that dynamic duo when it was um. Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker, that was, that was a great combination. Demarius Thomas, you know, was a great route runner. Like I said before, when it came to that uh, wide receiver screen, he was taking it to the house. And it sucks, as, you know, for him to be gone at such an early age. And I'm going to say this now, you can easily put him as in the top three greatest Broncos receiver of all time behind Shannon Sharp and Rod Smith. He was that great. I believe he had like a little mini stint with the Patriots, but still, Demarius Thomas – May you rest in peace. He was a hell of a receiver. I enjoyed my time watching you play. And um, my condolences to your family. So moving on to with football, um, Colts, we're on the bye week. It was very a stress-free week. But at the same time, you know, it was kind of stressful because, you know, we needed some teams to lose for us to get into the playoff um, picture. So as of right now, it came to like the last two 4 o'clock games. It was, I believe, the 49ers and Bengals and Tampa Bay and Bills. We the first half, both teams being I'm sitting back like, ah, oh, we got this in the bag. And then all of a sudden, I check again, they're coming back. Both teams are coming back, coming back, coming back. And at the end, both teams make a run, and they force overtime. I'm like, oh, my God, we need both these teams to lose so we can, you know, help our, you know, help the coach out to get better on playoff position. And, whew, 49ers pulled it, and Tammy pulled it. I'll get more into the game later on, but they, they pull it in the end for us. Coach, like I said before, started Sunday morning at the ninth seed. And the Sunday night, Coach ended up the sixth seed. As of right now, it's all on us, you know, for us to complete the, the mission and get to the playoffs. But we'll talk about it later on. And like I said before, Lamont's not here. So Eagles were in the bye week as well, too. So we're just going to get diving right into the recaps. Thursday night, Lamont said, oh, you're not taking the pick series. Why are you going to pick the Vikings? Something told me to leave the Vikings. And they beat the Steelers in this game, 36-28. to A little controversy in this game. Uh, Claypool, they were, Steelers were driving down the field, and they caught a pass. They got first down. 
and Claypool decides to celebrate when you're down eight points with, I believe, well, I think it was like 20 seconds less or less than that. And he just celebrates. And I'm like, dude, why are you celebrating? This is crucial time. You guys need these wins to get into the playoffs. Why are you doing this to your team? Like right now, you cost your team about five seconds with the offensive line how to come out and take the ball away from you. Like, dude, like sometimes like these young players are just too more into themselves instead of the team camaraderie. Like Steelers are always known as that team, that family. And for him to like try to be bigger than the Steelers right now, as we all know, like they're fighting for a wild card position. If you to do that, that was truly not truly unacceptable. And I believe Cape Claypool was is under Mike Thomas uh, shit house right now because he, I believe a few weeks ago he said um. I think it's reporter Jackson Clay. They like, call Howell can practically be better. But we listen to music. Mike Thomas is like, nah, we ain't listening to music. And uh, don't be surprised at the end of this year the Steelers decide to release uh, Clay because right now he's just it's clown moves. Him, him and Juju are just, you know, not, not a good fit for each other. And especially there's no um, veteran leadership with the, the wide receivers in that locker room where it's just these two young guys and it's not a good look. And Claypool, like, yeah. I don't like him as a receiver anyways. He talks a lot of shit. Like, you know, like he thinks he's been there, done that. When you're still, you know, up and coming receiver, you're not even considered, I think, the top 15, top 20 in the game right now. You're just – and it makes you look a, a bad look on YouTube. So, still, you know, blown a golden opportunity. Next, we got Ravens and Browns. Browns pulled this off 24-22. Um, Lamar Jackson got hurt in this game with an ankle injury. The Browns are up big and – Ravens started slowly creeping back, you know, little by little, you know, creeping back. And I'm like, Browns, you're about to blow this game to the Ravens when they lost possibly Lamar Jackson out for the game. Like, that, that definitely, definitely, you know, like I said before, like, divisional game, it doesn't matter who you what the quarterback is. It, it, you know each other, so you, you already know what you expect from each other team. So the Ravens make a comeback. I wasn't truly surprised by that just because, you know, they are they're playing each other, you know, year, year in and year out, what, two, two, two times a year, and – so I'm not surprised about the Ravens making a comeback on them. Next, we got Jaguars and Titans. For some reason, I don't know why I keep picking the grind, man. Uh, Titans blew them up. Well, shut them out 20 to 0. I believe Julio came back. And also, it's been reported that Derrick Henry might come back after that foot surgery. I'm like, when I read that, I'm like, this man is an animal. It's possibly might come back, possibly the end of the, end of the, of the season. Or ready for the playoffs. I'm like, oh my God. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. If he comes, you know, just two games before the season ends or a game before, I promise you he's coming back for that thousand yard. Um, he's gonna get his thousand yards this year. And it's crazy to attest that this man has a broken bone in his foot and to come back and maybe we'll see if he's still dominant, but the only time cuts out. But for their hand to say he maybe come back this year, that, that man is a warrior. Next, we got uh, Raiders and Chiefs. Chiefs blew them out 48 to 9. Beginning of the game, the Raiders decided to poke the bear when the Chiefs are now easily one of the hottest teams in the NFL. And you Raiders as a unit decided to go onto the Chiefs logo and just started to dance on there in the logo and just basically disrespect them. Out. I think I believe last year the Raiders beat Kansas City at the um at their home. It's not the same Raiders teams from last year. You guys lost almost your most of your best players. You lost your coach, lost your receiver, lost another player. Due to uh, stupidity and all basically all freedom to to stupid shit, but for the chief for the Raiders to poke the bear like that, dumb moving their part, and then and they deserve to get blown out forty eight to nine. We're talking heavy like that, dumb dumb move. Next week, Saints beat the Jets. Like Lamont always says, this year Saints started on uh, one game good, one game bad, one game good. This week was their week, and they blew out the Saint uh, Jets thirty to nine. And 
Saints are just a quarterback away from being back, you know, to contending teams. Again, I, I think with Jamie Wilson, they're, they're, I believe they were five and two. They were still winning games. Once they get that franchise quarterback again, Saints will be winning games again, be contending again. There's just a one quarterback because this year there's derailed with injuries from top to bottom. And Jets are the same old Jets, they need a lot of work to do. All right, next we have Cowboys in Washington. I believe Cowboys are up, I think, 17 0 or 27 or 10 or something like that. And then Washington slowly but surely started making a comeback, started making a comeback, started making a comeback. Uh, I want to say Michael Parson could easily possibly be, you know, defensive player of the year and rookie of the year, defensive year, rookie of the year, the same exact time. This man is an animal. As a rookie, 12 sacks already. He wasn't truly a, um, a defensive end. He was playing linebacker, and then they, they switched him up to, up to the front. And, my God, he's been an animal for them. And it's funny to say that the, the one close to the NFL is not that hard, and he's making it like it's easy for him. So shout-out to the um, – Cowboys, it was blue that game. I'm when they when I saw the uh, Washington slowly coming back, I'm like, oh my god, same old Cowboys about to blow a, a big lead in December, but they they held it down. Next, we got uh, Falcons and Panthers. As of right now, Falcons are easily one of the hottest teams. Um, they still had a slow start right now, they've been winning games a lot lately. I think they're in two, three games in a row, four games in a row. And if they make it to the playoffs, I believe Matt, you're gonna have to bring Matt Ryan back because, like, if now he's gonna see. What else can Matt Ryan do in that year or two with Kyle Pitts and all that stuff? So, if fucking look to the playoffs, I believe they might be Matt Ryan for back for one more hoorah. And to the to the Panthers, just a trending, trending downwards. Just that three and one star. Sam Darnold got injured. Cam Newton came back. We all thought it was going to be a change of a scenery. You know what I mean? Like Panthers going to be, you know, have the uplift and start winning games again. First game they went back and they lost their, their past two games. And Crazy stuff to, to say this. Cam Newton is 0-11 as a starter for the Panthers. 0-11. That is wild. I was watching a game, and the one possession, because Cam Newton was, was turning the ball over a lot in this game. And I saw at one point when he fumbled the ball, and he just looked at his face. He's like, God damn it. And right there, you can tell, like, he's blowing a golden opportunity, right? Because if this is not working out with the Panthers, right now, we all know right now, because he won't be back with the uh, Panthers. He may become the next journeyman quarterback to, you know, just jump the team to team to team as a backup. Like that once dominant quarterback we once saw is no longer there. He hasn't really been the same since that Super Bowl um, loss. Like I feel like ever since that, his career has been trending downward, 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 and downward. It's tough to see this because, you know, Ken Newton was one of my favorite quarterbacks. And to see him, you know, fall from the, the top to the bottom, it, it sucks. And I think the head coach for the Panthers won't be back this year as well because I think. It's not working out. He had a few good starts with Teddy Bridgewater. Everybody thought, you know, he had to figure it out. It's been bad since. All right, next we got Seahawks and Texans. Seahawks put a whooping on, on the Texans. Texans are just a completely bad team. One thing about Russell Wilson, he still has that deep ball. I saw, I saw that one pass, I think it was like 40, 50 yards. I'm like, my God, Russell Wilson, even with a, with a surgery repair middle finger, still throws a pretty deep balls in the game. And Seahawks are turning upwards now. All right, next we have Lions and Broncos. Uh, this game was really emotional. One thing about the Broncos, that I love what they did, and the Lions too, is that Broncos started the game with just 10 players on there, and they let it go to um, the late of game. And the one thought thing I like, the Lions declined it. Now with their man, that was that was pretty cool. Nothing Payne Manning was there with his kids, you know, showing his, you know, his graces and his love for Demarius Thomas there. Like I said before, those two, that was a deadly combination with Payne Manning and Demarius Thomas, and Every time Broncos do a turnover, they run to, to the, I think they had like a painted number 80, or I think it was number 80 or something. They went to Damian Thomas to just celebrate with him. And that was pretty cool. A very emotional game, but Broncos pulled this off. 
38 to 10. Next, we got Giants and Chargers. Chargers put a whooping on the Giants. Like, like I said before, I think Danny Dimes might be gone for a year. Like I say, he's looking for, you know, a specialist for his neck. If you got to look for a specialist for your neck, it's not, it's not a good sign, and he might be gone for the whole year. And then Chargers, Justin Herbert looked amazing out there, just throwing bombs all day long. And Chargers, easy be, you know, one of the scariest teams in the AFC. Next, we got 49ers and Bengals. Woo-hoo-hoo. Man, this game was a nail-biter for me because I needed the 49ers to beat the Bengals so the Colts can move up a few more spots in the playoffs. And people tend to forget George Kittle, it's th- he's still one of the best tight ends in the game. I believe these past two games, I think the last game he had over 180 yards, and this game he had 150 yards, and George Kittle won this game by himself. And I'm like, man, like people tend to forget George Kittle is – can be considered one of the best tight ends in the game just because, you know, the last few years has been losing since the Super Bowl. George Kittle is still that guy. He still has it in him to be one of the best tight ends in the game. Bengals right now blow the gold opportunity. And I didn't believe Jamar Chase has hit 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. One of the five receivers ever do. I believe one of them is OBJ, Randy Moss. And that's good, a good name to be part of when, you know, you're, you're mentioning in that group. And Bengals blown the golden opportunity. Next, we got Bills and Buccaneers. Like I said before last week, Tom Brady does not lose in December. December is Tom Brady month. That's when he elevates his game to another level. And at first half, like, they was blowing the Bills out. And I'm like, man, like this, this is pretty much over. The Bills can't run the ball. They can't even do nothing. And one thing about the Bills, like this year has been such a disappointment because they built their team. They even said it. We're building our team to build the um, Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, you can do that, but you have to. You fail to realize that you still have to play these teams. You still have to beat, you know, your win the division all that stuff. You you got you have to figure out like you also have to build your team to win the division year in year out, and they just fail to do that. And right now, it's, it's blowing back on them. They don't have a running game. They're just pass heavy. And yes, this team might be equipped to beat the Chiefs only, but you forget you got the Patriots, you got the Chargers, you got the uh, you got the Colts, you got the Steelers, like. These mismanagements is also a golden opportunity, like I, I say, all year long. And Tom Brady, this man wants to break every QB record there ever is. I believe he broke the record for most complete, completions of all time. And to win the game, he threw his 700 touchdown. I'm like, oh my God. What, what is, what Tom Brady, what can he not do? This man, in his almost late fifth forties is still producing at a high level. Got the Tampa Bay at a 10, 10 to three record right now. And it's like, this man is on a mission to get number eight. Like he just wants to be, he wants his, these records to be all time high. Like that nobody can ever break these records. Like it just wants to be him on top forever. And it's kind of looking at me that the next closest person who could possibly get to his records are Aaron Rodgers. I don't think Aaron Rodgers can play another six, eight years. I got to say maybe another three to four years left in him. But Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, December, what else do you expect? Next, we got um, Bears and Packers Sunday night. Aaron Rodgers owned the Bears. I picked them with no hesitation. The one, I believe the defensive tackle, um, sack Aaron Rodgers, went up to the belt, hit this, and then Aaron Rodgers was like, okay, say less. Threw for over 390 yards, four touchdowns, MVP game. A little more can say. As of right now, the Green Bay Packers are easily, easily one of the best teams in the NFC behind Tom Brady. This is going to be 
one hell of a playoff run, and we get another championship rematch with Buccaneers and Aaron Rock and the Packers. And next, we got Monday night, Rams and Cardinals. This was definitely a great game. Um, OBJ, back-to-back weeks, catching touchdowns. Looking like that combination of Matthew Stafford is working. Is Like I said, OBJ, is, he's still a good receiver. It just had to get him the ball, and it's working right now. And the Rams, you know, I picked the Rams to win this game. I, I believe, you know, back losing three straights since they, they acquired Von Miller and OBJ. A win was actually going to come, and at a perfect timing, especially against a divisional rival, this right here, this division will go down to, to the possibly last game of the season. And whew, definitely, definitely great, great week of um, football. And also, shout out to the 49ers and uh, Bucks again. Helping the Colts become to uh, number six seed. Thank you very much for that. As a part of the show, we're going to do the prediction time. We're going to go to each team. I'm going to give my predictions for um, this week and also break it down. Like, what's going to, some key factors on why they will win these games. And it's great to say we're at week 15. We have a few more games after this season. But, man, like I always say, December is the best time for football. That's why everybody's playing their hardest. Bad season will be the uh, ruin qualifications for, uh, you know, for teams that will possibly get the number one seed or buy. And this is the, the, when you see, you know, good teams elevate themselves to great teams as well. So right now, let's get right into it. Thursday night. It's going to possibly be game of the week already. A divisional game. Um, Kansas City Chiefs, 9-4. Chargers, 8-5. This right here, you know, is going to have some great. This one is basically for the division right now. Um, Chiefs are right in the high hand. Their defense is playing fantastic right now. And the one of the scariest defense in the NFL. I got Chiefs in this game. And a close one at that, too. Next, we got Raiders and Browns. I don't like what the Raiders did last week. You know, like I said, celebrating on the Chiefs logo and they got their ass up. I feel like Browns are going to pull this game off, but it's going to be a close game. I, I don't trust the Browns. Like, this, you just don't know what you're going to get for them. Next, we got Patriots and Colts. <sighs> this game right here, Bill Belichick has owned the Colts his entire career. The last time we built, we beat a Bill Belichick team, like I said before, was the last time we beat Tom Brady, 2009, the infamous fourth and two play. Ever since then, the Patriots have whooped our asses. Also, this is like a little new of the rivalry. Uh, once upon a time, Joshua Daniels took the coach, a head coaching job. At the time, I was like, man, maybe he's ready for the head coaching job. You know, him with Andrew Luck, like he, he had Tim Tebow and Kyle, uh, Kyle Orton at that time. It wasn't a good look. But he has a great Andrew Luck. I feel like it's going to work out. A week later, he decided he before he before he decided to leave, he assembled his coaching staff. And then he was like, you know what? I don't like him. Going back with the Patriots. And that right there, was, we were just lost as a team. Like, where what are we going to do? Who are we going to hire? Like, the coaching tree at that, at the time was already falling down. So they, we didn't know what else to do. So I, Every good thing, you know, everything has its own plan. And we got ended up getting Frank Wright, who's been an amazing coach with us, you know, amazing play caller. He, at times you could, you know, question his play calling here and there, but he's been a phenomenal coach with the um, Colts. And I'll never forget when uh, Chris Ballard, after he hired off uh, um, Frank Wright, he was like, Ryrie, renewed. I'm like, ooh, hoo, 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 let's go, baby. This game right here, both coming up a bye week, both, you know, Kind of similar teams that you can really say play good defense. Um, can't turn over the ball. I believe Colts is number one with the turnover the ball. I think they have 29. And I believe Patriots are number three with 26. So right now, this is a heck, a, it's going to be a clash, you know, the, the Titans right here. We they, they can run the ball. We can run the ball. We can pass the ball. They can pass the ball. So right now, this is an e- evenly matched um, game right here. It's for a Saturday night game. Um, now you got to look at the coaching. Frank Wright is an amazing play caller. Bill Belichick, he does 
what is he known for? Taking away your best options. He's going to take away the running game away from Jonathan Taylor. I'm, I'm going to say this right now. It's going to be tough because they're going to put eight in the box to stop Jonathan Taylor, and he's going to force Carson Wentz to throw the ball, which I have the utmost, you know, confidence in Carson Wentz to throw the ball because people, you know, question him. Oh, he's been averaging 100 yards in this game, this game. You know what I mean? Like, this man can throw for 390 yards with ease or no hesitation. But at the same time, the wide receivers are going to have to step it as well, too, because the, the back end of the, of the Patriots defense is, is truly, you know, great as well, too. But the Colts have to take, you know, like I said, these gold opportunities and seize it because right now we can't be losing games this late in the season. Like this right, we lose this game, we possibly gonna fall out of the playoffs again. So right now, I feel like Colts are gonna come with this game with more added motivation because you know what happened with Chris Ballard, what happened with the head coach, with Josh McDaniels, and I feel like Frank Wright's gonna call in the magazine game. It's gonna be a close game. I feel like it's gonna go down to the wire with a, with a um, kick. And we're going to get our first win against Bill Belichick since 2009. I mean, we can't go back-to-back losses with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick at different teams. You know what I mean? Like, we have to at least beat one of them. So, hopefully, I got more confidence. I feel like Colts are going to beat win 34-31 to 31 Patriots in an amazing game, possibly one of the game of the week. All right, next we got Panthers and Bills. Panthers has been trending downwards, and I think the Bills are coming up with a tough loss because the Buccaneers are going to put an ass open again how they did after the Colts loss. They beat the shit out of the Jets. Bills are going to beat the living hell out of the Panthers in the blowout. Next, we got Cardinals and Lions. I feel like the Cardinals are trying to go to in the big league against the Lions, start resting their players, sort of like DeAndre Hawkins, Kyle Murray. Cardinals are going to win big in this game. Next, we got Jets and Dolphins. I got Dolphins winning this game. Like I said before, they've been one of the hottest teams in the NFL. I believe in winning four straight. Jets, not much good things you can say about them, and I've got Dolphins winning this game. Next, we got Cowboys and Giants. It's going to be a close game. I feel like John's going to hang around for a little bit, and then I feel like the Cowboys are going to pull off later on in the game. Like I guess said before, you haven't really heard much of Shaquan Barkley. Like, nothing too crazy. And with the, um, Danny Dines being out, and Mike, I think the back of quarterback is Mike Lennon. It's, it's going to be deer in the headlights where Michael Parsons go out there just sacking. I say he has four sacks in this game alone. Yeah, he's going to have one of those MVP-type games. Right here, Crucial, crucial game of the week. Washington versus Eagles. Right now, the Washington is the number seven seed. The Eagles number nine seed. Right here, this is a lot of playoff inf- implications right here. I feel like Jalen Hurts is going to come back. I feel like he's going to be the star for this game. I feel like he's going to come back with more added motivation. He's seen Garner going out there, throwing the ball left and right all over the field, having a great time. And Jalen Hurts is going to be, you know what? More added, mo- add, more added mo- motivation for me. I'm going to throw the ball out there. And I feel like Nick Sharon is still going to still keep to the game plan, running the ball. I feel like, you know, Jalen Hurts, but you know, I, I'm also a passing quarterback, and I feel like he's going to have a good game as well, too. I got Eagles winning this game. Right here, this is going to be a good, good close game right here. Titans and Steelers, Steelers came up uh, a close game because the Vikings, Tennessee is uh, trending upward right now with Julio coming back. I got Steelers in this game, but in a, in a close game against the Titans. Next, we got Texas and Jaguars. Two, two and 11 teams, two horrible teams. I don't even know who to pick, but F it. I'm going with the grind, man. Jaguars in this game. All right, next we got Bengals and Broncos. Broncos came off an emotional game high, being the Lions, but I feel like Bronco, uh, Bengals going to come back, you know, being pissed off, blowing a golden opportunity against the 49ers. I got Bengals in this game. Next right here, we got two teams fighting for a playoff spot, Falcons and 49ers. This is going to be, you know, one of those heavyweight fights, you know, that everybody's going to give it their all because of playoff implications. I'm going with the hot team right now. I want the Falcons in this game. 
All right, next we got divisional games, Seahawks and Rams. Seahawks, you know, trying to be a scary team, possibly move their way up to a possible seven seed. It's going to be a close game. I got the Rams winning this game. All right, next we got Packers and Ravens. It's not 100% sure if Lamar Jackson is going to be out there playing. If he's not out there, I feel like the Packers are going to win this game with ease. Like I said, they just been hit with the injury bug. Now with Lamar possibly being out and then Humphrey being gone for the season, it's going to be a field day for the Packers. All right, next we got Saints and Buccaneers. Saints embarrassed the Buccaneers, I believe it was Halloween night, and Buccaneers, Tom Brady, Tom Brady takes everything personal. He's going to come back with vengeance and put up possibly a 50-burger on the Saints. And like I said before, Tom Brady doesn't lose in December. And then we got Monday night, Vikings and Bears. Guys, you know how I'm going with. I'm going with the Vikings. Let's go, baby. Those are my picks for um, Week 15. And it's, man, we are literally a month away from the playoffs. And I cannot wait for these games upcoming for the, especially now we know the Colts are in prime position to be in the playoffs. I'm going to be stuck to that TV, going crazy with every single play because. As of right now, we're in playoff mode for every single week, rest of the year. Like we cannot blow any golden opportunity, which we pretty much did a lot during the beginning of the season. So right now, I feel like the Colts are heading towards the right direction. You know, with health, play calling, JT Carson, uh, Carson Wentz healthy right now. So right now, everything's going our way right now. We you know we're going to solidify ourselves as becoming one of those um, scary teams that you don't want to see in the playoffs. And before I end this, guys, please hit the subscribe button. This was definitely a great episode. And comment below and let me know what your how's your team doing. What's your predictions and also how you feel like your team's gonna fare the rest of the year? And before I end this, guys, please hit that subscribe button again. Become the coach again, and this is Culture Sports.